I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 240. All right, jumping right in. The first one. Ringling Circus Ghost? Question mark? Hello, ladies. I'm Christina, and I lived in Florida for around eight years after I graduated high school. In Sarasota, Florida, there is a fun place to visit called the Ringling Museum. The complex consists of an art museum, the original John, one of the five and most prominent Ringling Brothers, and Mabel Ringling's home called the Cadazan, and then several smaller buildings relating to the Ringlings. You guessed it, maybe you didn't. Circus. First, the art part of the museum is actually quite interesting. I'm not much of an art buff, but they have paintings, textiles, statues, and more. John Ringling collected many pieces as he traveled all around the world. There is also a rotating exhibit, and one time when I went, they were doing a Princess Diana display, and it had some of her dresses, and oh my gosh, it was amazing. Anyway, I digress. As I'm sure you guys really want to know about the cue the circus music, circus. The Ringling Circus was what you envision when you think circus. It had clowns, animals, daring stunts, acrobats, and all of the things that make you think of a classic circus. Well, the Ringling Circus traveled by train all around the country. They were founded in 1884 by the five Ringling Brothers. The circus employed hundreds of performers, and they spent a lot of their time on the train, traveling around and working constantly. There is one area at the museum that houses a few cars from one of their trains, and it's from the train that derailed and killed two performers. Several others were injured, and I can only imagine the fear they and the animals must have felt whilst in the midst of the train crash. I've been to the museum probably 10 times, and every time I've gone, I always get a very eerie feeling when in the room with this train. They also have a ton of old equipment and artifacts from the circus in this area. Each time I went to the museum, I brought friends or family, and a lot of them would also say that the area was creepy AF. Well, the last time I went to the museum, I decided I want to see if maybe I could find something or catch something on camera. As I walked around, I took about 100 photos of literally everything in that room, and more so in and around the train. You can't walk into it, but there's a platform that allows you to walk right next to it and to see right into the train. When I got home, I decided to look through all of the photos and ended up deleting them all, except one. One photo that made my stomach fall through my ass. Now, I've shown this picture to so many people. Some say that they see nothing, and some say they see exactly what I see. A woman looking at herself in the mirror. Her head is slightly resting on her hand, as if her elbow is on the vanity. She's wearing a long-sleeve white dress or gown, and appears to have a headband slash hairpiece. She has thick brown hair, and you can also see the back of her head and a small bit of her face. In her reflection, you can see her eyes and her mouth as well. No one can convince me that isn't a woman. It's clear as day, in my opinion. It doesn't creep me out to look at, even though being there in person does. I feel that she's just residual energy. Maybe she was gazing at herself in the mirror when the train derailed. Maybe she spent so much time there in her room that some of her energy remained there when she passed away. Whatever the reason for her being there, she's there. The photos are below and I will attach them. Let me know what you guys think and feel free to post it as well. I love the Ringling Museum and if you ever stop by Sarasota, be sure to visit it. Especially the creepy train car. And when you feel like someone's watching you in there, well, they probably are. Keep on creeping on, ladies. Christina. Wow, yeah, I totally see it. I do too. She sent one with just the picture and then she sent one with it circled. You didn't have to circle it. I see it. 
Because you painted the picture so clearly, like, yeah, that's her. Okay, because you're really good at sound effects. You know, I think you are. I'm what? Not. What would be your circus sound? My circus sound? Yeah. Well, like it, it's like cue the circus music. Me too. I was just wondering if we were on the same page. I feel like that's classic circus music. Yeah. I mean, what else would you do? Well, I don't fucking know. I was just wondering. Just trying to liven it up here. You know, I don't think I've ever been to an actual circus. I don't think I have either. Wow. We're losers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I grew up thinking that they hurt their animals. Like, I don't know, the elephants and stuff. So when they came to town, I never went because I didn't want to. Again, I was very, I was very like older when I was younger. Now I'm like, I want to go see all these animals and all the exotic things and not really think about it. Yeah. Though I will say I did want to do a excursion for the cruise where you can swim with the pigs. But then I saw that like those some the ones that they were at it wasn't very ethical and so i was like nope never mind like we do try to make sure it's not a a bad situation where we're going to see these animals well i don't ever remember a circus coming to town yeah Uh, all the time i remember fairs coming no circuses and they would be usually in the the mall parking lot i feel like or something like that it was over there i feel like that's still a fair also, no, it's not just the things. Like, they had the big top. They had the acrobats. They had the things. I just didn't ever go. Because, again, I was like, no, they treat their animals poorly. But don't they typically usually treat them pretty well? Or no? I don't know. Also, I giggled to myself when you said that. I was like, is it Circus High? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've never been. Yeah, I honestly don't know how they treat their animals. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some places that treat them poorly. But I feel like overall... I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, it, this is why it's so hard because it's like people don't like SeaWorld or anything like that because they're like they treat their animals poorly. But then other people are like they're training them ethically, blah, 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 blah. Like it's so hard to know because yeah. they're training these animals to do something that isn't what they would normally be doing. Right. I, who knows? I can't believe you'd never remember a circus coming. Mm-mm. Like I know. My brother and his family have went, but I would like to go to that place, though. Like, I I would love to see the museum part. Okay, the next one. Hey, you beautiful baddies. My name is Paige, and I have to fangirl for a minute. I just love y'all. I discovered your podcast about a year ago and have hardly listened to anything else since. I've listened to every episode, some more than once, and so much so that I became a Patreoner just to have more content. Y'all are amazing, and I'm so glad you two keep me company while I work. I recently turned my daughter into a fan as well. If you could shout her out, I know it would make her day. Her name's Lily. We were listening to a Sinister Sightings episode yesterday, and she asked me if I had any stories. I proceeded to tell her a few that actually included her when she was much younger. She then begged me to send them in to you, so here we are. When Lily was about three years old, her dad and I were standing in the dining room just talking when she walked in and she started staring at an empty bar stool. She then pointed at it and asked us who that man was. We both whipped our heads around to see what she was talking about 
just to see an empty stool. We told her no one was there, but she insisted that there was an old man sitting right there in front of us. I even went over and sat down to show her no one was there, and she flipped out. She started crying and telling me that I was sitting on him, and we just let it go, chalked it up to an imaginary friend. A few weeks later, she was alone playing in her room when I went to check on her. She was sitting in the middle of the floor with her toys all around her. As I walked in, I said, what you doing, baby? She quickly looked up at me, brought her finger up to her lips and said, shh, the old man's sleeping. I don't want you to wake him up. And then pointed to an empty corner in her room. I was still trying to tell myself that this was her little imagination, but that definitely creeped me out a bit. As time went on, she only brought up the old man a few more times and we were able to get a few more details out of her. Like, apparently he was tall, and he wore blue jean overalls. He was quiet, but nice. A few years went by, and eventually she forgot all about the old man. Fast forward to a few months ago, and we were over at a cookout at our next-door neighbor's house, and somehow throughout the conversation, that said neighbor, she asked me if I knew a man who had died in our front yard. I was like, no, I didn't know that happened. She's lived here much longer than we have, and apparently 10 years before we moved in, a man was driving back home from work when he drove off the road and into what is now our front yard. He was killed on impact. He was an older man, and rumor had it he fell asleep behind the wheel, and that's what caused him to wreck. I was in such shock that I didn't put two and two together until I was telling someone the story and remembered Lily's imaginary friend. So what do you girls think? Coincidence? Or did my daughter get to meet the soul of the poor man who died in our front yard before she was even born? I have more stories to send in when I have more free time, but that's all for now. Thank y'all for being so wonderful. Keep doing what you're doing. P.S. Can you tell I'm from rural Georgia by the y'alls in this? Love, Paige. Well, hey, Paige and Lily, thanks for listening and for being on Patreon. Yes, thank you so much. Shout out, Lily. And I mean, of course, Paige. (laughs) Well, I totally believe your daughter saw a ghost and it was probably that old man. Mm -hmm. Because we have heard so many stories of children having imaginary friends that like, oh, it looks just like their grandpa who they never knew or, you know, whatever. So I just, yeah. And like for him to be wearing like the overalls and older, like that's just weird to have an imaginary friend like that. Right. Unless she was really into old McDonald. I mean, also weird though that she said he was sleeping and he fell asleep at the wheel. Oh shit. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Damn. Okay. (laughs) Carrie just cracked the case. (laughs) All right. The next one. Cats are creepy as hell. Hello, I'm currently trying to catch up on y'all's episodes. I'm currently on Sinister Sightings episode 120. I have an experience with the Ouija board app. I was alone in my room on the app and asked if anyone was there and it went to yes and then I asked it to give me a sign. I heard knocking at my bedroom door and I was scared because I was supposed to be alone. I slowly opened the door and it was my cat. I then said goodbye and deleted the app and never downloaded it again. Another time one of my wife's cats scared me was right after her dad had passed away. It was a Saturday night and I was off the next night so I stayed up watching Ghost Brothers on my phone because my wife doesn't like scary stuff. And the next thing I hear is something clanking in my kitchen. 
I thought someone had broke in and was trying to steal stuff. So I grabbed my gun and flashlight. And when I got to the kitchen, it was one of the cats kicking the coffee cups off of our coffee cup tree. I have another story about teenage me on Three-Legged Lady Road. I'll write to y'all later. Creep it real and don't get scared, Chris. You just did that story. Oh my gosh, yes. So Natalie, one of our listeners, a great creepster, she has a podcast called Deep Conversations. And we did a little collab and I covered the three-legged lady road or whatever in North Mississippi. Okay, I was like, what? Where are you going with that? Because I remember you covered it, but I didn't remember it being on that. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, so y'all got to listen to that podcast so you can hear Donna cover that story. Yeah. Also, yes, cats and kids are weird. They see shit. They do, but that's hilarious that you are like, all right, give me a sign. And like, you want to not believe that it could do anything, you know, and you're like, okay. And then you hear fucking knocking on your door and you're like, oh shit, okay. I got to look. I got to answer it. I got to. And it's your fucking cat. Meanwhile, I just literally picture a cat out there and their little paw just be like, tap, tap, tap on the door. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I can just see like how, you know, on pets or whatever, like the shows. And they're just like, oh, this is my time to do it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, the next one. Hello, Donna and Carrie. I hope y'all are doing well. I'm Stephanie and I am a huge fan of y'all's. I listen to you two while I'm knitting, and y'all make me laugh so hard. I'm currently on episode 26 of Sinister Sightings, and I finally got the time to sit down and email y'all my stories. I was born and raised on Galveston Island. As y'all may or may not know, Galveston is one of the most haunted places in America due to her history. On September 8, 1900, a Category 4 hurricane destroyed Galveston, and killed six to 8,000 people. The number is still unknown. There were so many dead bodies, the people who survived didn't know what to do with them all. They loaded them on barges and tried to dispose of the bodies in the Gulf, but the bodies would just wash back up to shore. They ended up digging mass graves, and when they couldn't bury them anymore, they ended up burning whoever was left. With that being said, Galveston is extremely haunted. Shoot, our local Walmart was built on the site where St. Mary's Orphanage once was. When the 1900 storm happened, nine of the nuns tied 10 kids at their waist to their waist in a line to try to keep everyone together and safe, but unfortunately, they all perished. Except for three kids who lived by hanging on to palm trees. Employees who work at night who stalk always say the toy department is the most active because of the children who died there so many years ago. This brings me to one of my stories. Well, it isn't mine, but a friend of mine, her stepdad's friend. One night, he was sitting on the seawall looking out at the ocean. A lot of locals or tourists will do this. It's very relaxing. When all of a sudden, he hears a woman start talking behind him. She said, we have to save the children. And he was about to turn around and she said, do not turn around. So without turning around, he replied, what children? What are you talking about? She then said again, we have to save the children. And then he felt a hand on his back and he turned to see who he was talking to. And he saw what looked like a nun walking away dressed in a habit. 
I remember my friend told me that story. I got a frog in my throat because, oh my God, how could that guy have kept his cool? I would have been flipping my shit. So I'm sensitive, literally and sense-wise. I can be a little baby back bitch. And a lot of my family members have six senses. My cousin has dreams and they come true. My sisters can see things and communicate with the other side. My experiences and stories with her freak me the hell out. And then there's me, the one who has a strong sense of what will happen or what's to come. My earliest memory I have of when I realized I had the gift was when I was five years old. My mom was going to visit family in San Antonio and showed them my brother who had been born six months prior. My sister and I had to stay home because I think I had chicken pox. I remember crying and begging my mom not to go. She ended up going and I was so upset. I was looking at a picture of my mom and my brother and I was crying and I was singing a song from Oliver and Company. The song Jenny sings to Oliver before they go to bed. If y'all don't know the song, it goes, you and me together will be forever. You'll see we'll always be good company. You and me just wait and see. I had this horrible feeling that I didn't understand. The next memory I have is the dream I had that night. It was like I was watching our van on TV. It was driving on the highway and it was lit up by streetlights. Then all of a sudden the screen went black and I was being woken up and I was told my mom and my brother had passed away in a car accident. It was a very hard loss and losing them at such a young age was so confusing and painful. Losing your parents and siblings at any age is excruciating, but my mom has proven to me many times that she's still with me and protecting me. When I went wedding dress shopping, we all went to lunch after I said yes to the dress, and the first song I heard that came on the restaurant was from Selena, and my mom loved Selena. And I associate my mom trying to get my attention or just giving me a sign that she's with me with any Selena song. Well, this is getting rather long and I do apologize for giving you half of my life story, but I'm just trying to introduce myself and my crazy life. I have so many more stories of my personal experiences and some that my uncles have told me that shook me to my core. I hope y'all found this interesting. I'm so sorry for any errors. English was not my most favorite subject in school. Love and light sent to both of you. Creep it real and don't get scared. Stephanie Pete. That is heartbreaking. I really wasn't expecting it to be so tragic, you know, but you really felt something at that moment. And I can only imagine what having that dream felt like because, you know, when we have real dreams and we wake up and we're just like jolted and you're like, whoa, that was real. But you can go back to sleep and everything's fine and you don't have to think about that. But like you having that ability, you have to wonder like if that's real every fucking time. Like, is that a premonition? Is that just because I went to sleep with law and order on? Right. Like what's going on? And we are so sorry for your loss. And thank you for sharing that with us. Yes. And you know, we love Selena. Anything for Selena's. That's right. What was your mom's favorite song by Selena? Let us know. Come on the floor. This one. That was off. Key. You like to come on the floor, but yeah. I mean, if you get me doggy style. <laughs> okay, the next one. Uh, Savannah Hauntings. Hi, y'all. After listening to the Sorrel Weed House episode and chatter on the Facebook page, I wanted to send in my stories from my trip to Savannah in 2012. 
We're going back next month for another trip. I will report back any experiences. Here it goes. As you may know, Savannah is chock full of history. My husband and I are history nerds and love the beach, so we figured a trip to Savannah and Tybee Island would be fun. We stayed at the Marshall House, which was pretty much central to everything in the historic district, and an easy walk to many sites. Supposedly, the Marshall House is super haunted, but I never did experience anything. Boo. I did, however, sleep with the bedroom light on and the door cracked because I read way too many stories about the hauntings before my trip. We took a haunted pub crawl one night. It was so much fun walking from bar to bar and hearing tales of various sites and homes around the different historic districts. Savannah laws allow for open cups, so you can walk the streets and delightfully sip your adult beverage while hearing a spooky tale or two. The first pub we went to was the Pirate House. The original building was opened in 1753 as an inn for pirates and sailors when Savannah was a bustling seaport town. Our very eclectic guide told us in one of the original rooms to just stand there and take pictures back to back because sometimes things show up in pictures. The Pirate House is now a restaurant and bar. While our group filled up on drinks, I stayed behind and took pictures. At that time, I had an actual digital camera instead of an iPhone. I was alone in the room and didn't see anyone standing outside. I stood there for a good three to four minutes and took pictures over and over again. I went to the bar and sat down with my drink. I looked back at my pictures. Nothing. I saw nothing. I was so disappointed, but the night was young, and who knows what we would see later. When I got home from our trip, I connected the camera on my big computer screen. The pictures were different. I want to reiterate that I was alone in the room and there wasn't anyone outside of the window. You can see the reflection of the chair and the lights and the windows, but something else also shows up. These pictures were within seconds of each other. I did zoom in and out a bit while continuing to click. I posted them on the Facebook page and I've attached them here. I tried to debunk these pictures, but I'm not sure how. I've shown them to friends and family. Those have been to the pirate house and we can't make sense of it, especially when I saw nothing when I was reviewing. It was just a bunch of blank photos. Weird. A couple of days later, we took a trolley tour and one of the highlights was the Hampton Lilybridge House. Built in 1796, Jim Williams, the character inspiration in the book Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, purchased this home. Apparently, it's one of the most haunted homes in Savannah and has some dark history, including an exorcism. Perhaps this would make a great future podcast story. That evening after dinner, we decided to walk around Washington Square where this home's located. Behind the homes were alleyways. This home had a brick fence surrounding the property. But at the top were shards of broken glass dried into the cement. Supposedly, this wards off evil spirits. We went through the back alley, well lit, mind you, and wanted to see the back of the home slash the fencing. As we approached the house, there was a giant black cat up in the tree next to the fence within the backyard. There was an opening where cars could enter the back of the property, and we stopped and looked in. Kind of creepy if you ask me, so we kept moving. This black cat watched us closely. As we continued walking, my husband and I see something in our peripheral come up behind slash beside us at the speed of someone on a bike. My husband actually physically grabbed me and pulled me to the side thinking I was about to get run over. We turned back. This black mass in an absolute instant went into the opening of the backyard of that creepy ass house. We couldn't see it as we had already passed it, but the black cat up in the tree was watching and moving its head in the same direction inside the courtyard following this mass. 
The cat saw it too. I'm getting goosebumps riding it. We skedaddled out of there with a quickness, went to a bar, had a drink, and to talk about what just happened. What was weird is that we both sensed something but heard nothing. Anyway, those are my fun and spooky Savannah, Georgia encounters that I wanted to share with you. I'll send in part two after my trip in October. This is September 2023 for those listening. Love your podcast. Every time I pass Hattiesburg on the way to Gulfport, I think of y'all. And I'm usually listening to an episode. Love and hugs from Tennessee, Liz. Okay, I'm going to show you the pictures. Okay, at first I was like, I see nothing, I see nothing, I see nothing. I see someone standing outside that door. Yes. And then you can see, like, at the beginning, if you go back, now you see what you were supposed to be looking at. Like, no, no, and then it's there. Right. But, like, you said you were alone, and that is a straight up, like, that's a person. Right. <laughs> that That's someone was standing out there for sure. Well, it appears to be, at least. Well, standing in there with her. Yeah, that. I really do want to go to Savannah. Also, that's weird as fuck that, again, the cat saw it too. And we just said, cats and kids, they see shit. Yeah, why do you think I don't have either? Okay, the last one. Hi, it's just me again. I was so excited to hear my story on the podcast. I let my husband hear it and he loved it too. I think he even got a little teary. Then he suggested that I tell you about my ghost encounter in our favorite vacation spot. I've been putting it off for a bit. I think I'm the world's biggest procrastinator. I'll tell you about it later. Get it? I was, did you see my face? I was like, wait, why should I tell it? Oh, I get it. <laughs> so our favorite vacation spot is Cedar Key, Florida. They just got hit pretty hard with Hurricane Adelia, so they've been on my mind a lot lately. We usually vacation there at least twice a year, once in the summer, and then we go on our Christmas break when the construction company shut down for the holidays. Cedar Key is the perfect spot for us because we love to fish and ride around on the golf cart, and you can do both of those things all over this little island. I recommend renting a condo at Nature's Landing. They have an elevator because I don't do stairs very well, and the units are very nice and cozy. On one of our trips a few years back, I was mad at my husband. I can't even remember why, so it was probably one of those little petty things, but it was enough to make me just be pissy with him. We laid down to sleep our first night, and of course, I rolled my pissy ass over so he could stare at my back as he fell asleep, because that's what he gets. Sometime in the middle of the night, I stirred awake, and I felt something was watching me, and the room felt chilly to me. So I opened my eyes a little to pull my covers up and see why I had that eerie feeling of being watched. And that's when I saw him. It was a fucking pirate. He was hovering over the floor on my side of the bed and he was looking down at me. With no words at all, he just scowled at me to stop being so fucking petty and I needed to love my husband and be a better wife. He was so scary looking with his one eye patch and his pirate hat and all his layers of clothes. He had his arms crossed and just stared down at me. And how do they say stuff without saying a word? That blows my mind. I definitely listened and applied it immediately. I rolled over to my husband and snuggled up to him and I was the sweetest wife to him and we had the best trip after that. And I never saw that pirate again. I think about that pirate every time I even think about being mad over something petty. 
Love you girls, and I hope this story makes it to the podcast. With the mention of Hurricane Adelia, which I really hope I'm saying that right, I'm so sorry, we can know that this is the first week of September. Oh, and Jimmy Buffett just died, and he played at the Island Hotel in Cedar Key before. That place is definitely haunted. There's all kinds of stories about ghosts in that building. Thanks for the laughs that you and your team give us. It's much appreciated. Okay, I love that you like talk about the pirate and like his eye patch and all of that. But then you're like, and he's scary with all his layers of clothes. But I totally get that. Like, because they <laughs> do always have so many fucking layers of clothes. Uh, also, Jimmy Buffett went to the same college as we did. I love how y'all just like kind of ease this in. Just for those who are wondering, this is when I wrote it in. Yes. And is your husband, Does he? is he powerful? Did he summon that pirate to be like... <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with the, is he powerful? I was like... <laughs> What is about to, what is she about to ask? Like, I literally never know with you. I was I literally like, oh God, what is she about to ask? Because <laughs> like, why is that pirate siding with him? You can be if you want to. See, and I'm a, like, I'm going to be pissed at you, but like, good night, love you. And we're still going to snuggle. I get that. Well, I don't get that. Because if I'm pissed at you, like, we're going to talk about it, but like, probably yeah. not going to snuggle. Yeah. We're going to talk about it through our CPAPs and end it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a, I don't want to go to bed mad like i'm gonna i may still be like it may not be completely squashed but like for the most part it's gonna be squashed well thank y'all for sending in all of these stories we love them and y'all never disappoint so keep them coming there were a lot of like cats well i would no. okay we focus on the different things i don't understand it sometimes but no like geographical locations this time. Oh yeah, I know. I was like, wait, where 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 do I need to go on vacation in Florida again? <laughs> Cuz that place sounds lovely. A golf cart sign me up. I right. love driving a damn golf cart. I mean, I just love riding, not walking. Two Shay. Well, thank y'all so much for real. If you want your story read on an episode, send it in to us at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. and remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.